make yourself a promise. When I walk through this door, I am not allowed to tell myself that rep looked like shit. I don't feel good. I didn't do well enough. I'm not going fast enough. You're not allowed to use any negative words in your head at all. Once you stop doing that, it starts to become repetitive and you don't use those words. You don't use that language. You start to trust your coaches and it makes the whole change a whole lot easier. Sing my favorite song. I don't know. This has been a pretty good radio station so far today. We've been crushing it with the old school hits. Yeah. Pick All right. the throwback workout <laughs> I think that's a refreshing thing to do every once in a while is just to like mix it up. Like, yeah. uh, my my uh, go to is like no diggity. Yeah. It's like you got like rock and then rap and all of a sudden it's like no diggity starts playing. It's like, what? I love, yeah, no, I love that. I'll bust mm-hmm. out some Sean Paul every once in a while just to keep everybody moving. That's perfect. Yeah. All right, guys, welcome to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast, episode three. I'm sitting here with Coach Sam, and today we're going to kind of talk about the more mental side of fitness. Um, so, Sam, let's start things off by you telling me how you started CrossFit and sure. how that kind of interplays with like the mental side of things. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, for me, it was 100% mental. Um, I had battled anxiety and depression my whole life. Um, I was one of those sort of type A kids, grew up in a household with an alcoholic and a military family to boot. So there was Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure and there was a lot of um, sort of demand to be perfect. And so growing up in that environment really led itself to anxiety, right? That's easy. Depression comes hand in hand with that. Um, I had experienced a couple of assaults, which also put me a little bit further down into that spiral. And I had gotten to a place where for a few years I had been self-medicating, whether with alcohol or even um, other substances and college drugs was a fun thing to play around with. And I had never really found that thing that got me all the way through the depression, right? I mean, I was high, but it still sucked. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that was hard for me. Um, And after I had my two girls, my daughter's, It really put things into stark relief for me where I needed to change something. I couldn't go through life in a fog and I couldn't go through parenting being this destructive to myself. So I had had a bunch of people talk to me about CrossFit and talk to me about sort of exercise in general. Um, At that point in my life, I was just too scared to walk through a CrossFit door. So I had started an in-home program. You know, I paid my $15 a month to get the videos sent to me and I did okay. You know, Mm -hmm. I did okay. And it made me a little accountable. Um, I was doing it three days a week and started seeing some better results in my mind. You know, three days a week wasn't so hard anymore. Started making it five days a week. But after about a year, I was able to kind of, oh, I know how to do that one. So I'll kind of skip it a little bit or I, you know, cherry pick. Yeah, I was definitely getting complacent. Um, And I just said, this is the time to do something different. And really CrossFit was the only thing I hadn't done. You know, I'd done everything from Pilates to swimming to high intensity workouts and all these things that they tell you are going to work. And so CrossFit was sort of that one last white whale where I hadn't, hadn't seen it, hadn't tried it. But again, I wasn't going to let myself back out. So I Googled literally the closest CrossFit gym I could find. Mm -hmm. And I went down and I handed him my check and I said, here is 
year one month and my foundations when can I start I didn't take a free class oh wow I didn't I didn't want to give myself a way out because that had been my mo my whole life mm-hmm. if it's too easy or if it's too hard I'm gonna back out this was something that I needed to hold myself to and if I was gonna drop 150 bucks or whatever it was mm-hmm. um, then I was gonna hold myself accountable so that's what brought me through the door it was just sort of a last ditch effort something had to change yeah and I think that um, that's something I, I don't think a lot of people necessarily think about is just like the price. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at CrossFit and they go like, oh, my God, like it's so expensive. And I I don't know if they really understand like what they're getting, especially with like the coaching and the accountability. And I always talked about how like if you're like electricity and cable bill and phone bill are more than yeah. like your gym membership, like where are your values at? Absolutely. Um, and they're not exactly the same, but I think there's a lot of like hidden value behind having a coach, having, having accountability, having a group of like some, a supportive community around you. Like I, I know I've talked to a lot of members, uh, in this gym and then in previous gyms that I've been at that say that they, they would pay the membership double just for the people they met and like the relationships they built. So did that also have a play into it? So like you, you signed up, you like, boom, walked in, I'm ready to go. Like, did the, the people come into play with it? And then like, when did you transition across the Casco Bay and becoming a coach? They really did. And, and in the beginning, like, I won't lie. It wasn't like I walked through the door and everybody was my best friend and everything mm-hmm. was great. What happened though was my anxieties and my depression sort of started to work in my favor. Now I mm-hmm. felt bad. Like if I didn't show up and I knew Jen was going to be there, I knew she right. was going to call me and mm-hmm. or message me on Facebook and be like, where were you? I also didn't want to let my coach down. You know, there were those aspects. But as I started to show up more and more, I was actually friends with the people that I showed up for. I wanted to make sure I went to a certain class because I knew that that one person that I usually worked out next to was going to push me and that they understood how and that I was starting to learn how to push them. So that was big. Um, You know, they talk about drinking the Kool-Aid right out the gate. And I did. Uh, I was hooked after about my third class. And I said, why haven't I done this before? So about six months in, um, I went and got my L1. And I paid. Yeah, I was... That's fantastic. I drank all the Kool-Aid yeah, like right? really fast, really yeah. hard. Um, I did. I was committed and I was, I, at six months in, I had already seen so many changes for me mentally. Uh, yes, I had lost some weight. I was seeing muscles that I hadn't seen maybe since mm-hmm. high school or ever, but that wasn't it. I was leaving workouts and saying, wow, I did really well not focusing first and foremost on the lift I didn't make or the reps that I didn't do. Mm. I had somehow switched in my mind this mentality that scaling wasn't a failure. Scaling was me actually pushing my body to my utmost. The failure was trying to push myself in a way that I wasn't going to be able to move and then feeling as if I had done something wrong. Mm -hmm. So that idea that this is customized to me was huge. And the people in the gym were the people who helped me do that. When I came back from my L1, some of the small lingering things that were sort of picking at me in my brain about that specific gym and the owner of that specific gym were sort of solidified. Like, yeah, that's not really the approach that CrossFit supports. That's not really what we would like to see from everybody. Fostering a bigger sense of community and pushing each other in that way is going to be more beneficial for everybody. And that's what ultimately led me to sort of reach out um, you know, there's a handful of gyms here in Portland. So I round robined. I took a month away from that gym and I stopped by almost every single gym here in town and 
checked it out and CrossFit Casco Bay was sort of hands down far and away the best that I came across. And literally it was the camaraderie. It was the people. It was the community. The coaching staff was first rate as well. But to be fair, you can find great coaches in a lot of places. So to find this environment where the same people show up every morning at 5.15 in the morning. Like that's a dedicated crew. That's not a small class. I don't coach mm. three people. That's 10 people show up <laughs> yeah. every morning at 5.15. That's a lot. And they have smiles on their faces. And when somebody's not in class for a couple days, they'll say, hey, I, I called Joe. And I said, where are you? And, oh, I'm mm. on vacation. You know, people are checking up on each other. And that goes a long way because that, that goes beyond the garage door that goes beyond the barbell that's friendships that you make outside the gym I mean my husband and I were fortunate enough to just buy a new house and we had a housewarming party and three quarters of the faces there were faces that I see at the gym because they're friends that we've made they're people Mm -hmm. that are important to us and that's a huge switch in anybody's life you can't tell me that you don't wake up in the morning and feel good about yourself if you're surrounded by people who make you feel that way so if Mm -hmm. you've inserted yourself into a community that can help you continue to feel like you're worthwhile and that what you're doing is not only good enough but it's good Mm -hmm. I kind of hate that enough right I don't want to be good enough but I don't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. and I don't have to be as good as you at Mm -hmm. something right I can be I can just be good. And that was huge. And without the people in the community, especially here at CrossFit Casco Bay, that wouldn't be a success for me. You just wouldn't have the same successes without the people. And without that mental footing, without being able to say, I am good. I do feel good about that scaling option. Wow, look at what I accomplished. Without being able to say that, then you're not going to push yourself and you won't see some of those changes. Mm -hmm. But if you literally walk through the door and say, I didn't look at what the workout is. I have no idea what it is. I just Mm -hmm. showed up today because I know I can do it. Then you're already starting to empower yourself. And when you're sitting at the desk and your project manager walks up and they have something with a really fast deadline, then instead of getting super stressed out, you're going to say, okay, let me evaluate what's the best way to hit this. I can do it. Right. I think, I feel like we get in our own way sometimes. Absolutely. And I think, um, you, you hit the nail on the head with like essentially just saying, just show up. And, and if we go back to the value of CrossFit and the whole point of coaching and the whole point of doing it in a group class and the community is that all you literally have to do is walk through the door. You don't, it doesn't matter if you think you can do the workout as it's written or not. And I feel like that gets in the way of a lot of people's progress. So what do you, what is your thoughts on someone outside of the CrossFit community, regardless if it's Casco Bay, looking at workouts and saying like, that's too intense. And then inside the gym, people looking at the workouts and saying like, that's too intense. Like even yeah, yeah. still, like even two, two years into CrossFit, I, you can still see that. And I do it myself sometimes. Like you look at a workout and it looks super daunting. So like, what do you say to those people? And like, and what's that process to try to get over that and just, just basically turn your mind off and yeah. show up? First and foremost, what I'll always tell anybody is, especially if you've been here for more than one day, have you ever walked through the door and not worked out? Have you ever come Mm -hmm. in and looked up on the board and not been able to do something? You also are coming here because 
I'm here or you're here or one of the coaches is here to help you figure out what that something's going to be. I'm it's literally not a, the point of it. That's right? literally <laughs> the point of it, right? Where else do you go where you can spend on average 10 to $15 for a private training session? Nowhere. Mm. So here right. you are coming in and, and that's the coach's role is to help you figure it out. So just show up. We're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I like to point out to people too, the workout that's written on the board is the RX option. Right. Okay. So that's already an option. People sometimes forget that that's not this sometimes unattainable goal that everyone needs to be working toward. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that I'll never RX, whether it be because of my adaptive um, abilities and what needs to restrict me, but also because some of those things I just can't do. So to realize that even if I show up, I'm going to be able to figure it out with me and my coach. That's all that matters. If I can't hit that RX option, I'm still going to have my options that I can roll with. And that's huge. It would be the same as if we wrote up on the board, all of the baseline scaling options. Today's workout is GHDs and overhead lunges Mm. with a heavy barbell, right? So people get a little daunted. I can't lift that. Well, what if it was the bottom scaling option? What if it was, you know, um, bent knee sit-ups with a really light ball? And what if it's dumbbells overhead with a squat to a box? Anybody who finds that not challenging is going to have to scale their way up. Mm -hmm. So what difference does it make if you're the one scaling or if someone else is scaling? Are you here to get a workout? Because I promise I can make you sweat. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people believe that the whole point of crossing like the program is that we're on this road towards our ex. And that's certainly not the case. I think that's everyone. Everyone. If. If you had a group of 12 people, every single one of those group, every single individual in that group is trying to get something different and what you might want might change. Yeah. So like I know when I was 21 and I was starting CrossFit, I wanted to be the fittest man on earth. Like yeah. every other like yeah, yeah. person that walks <laughs> through the gym, Frazier. the minute, yeah, the minute you walk through the gym, like you see the evolution, it's like they're a little like, eh, I don't know about this. And then like six months in, they're like rogue, everything, Nikes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like uh, you know, like watching the games religiously and like, I'm going to regionals, right? Which is great. And then you slowly start to change and things start to get different. And now I'm 26 and maybe things aren't, yeah, maybe I'll just do my one workout and call it good. And like, and that's okay. Like, yeah, I, at, at one point I was like, just hell bent on being as fit as possible. And now I'm just like, I just want to be healthy. Like I want to live a long time. Yeah. And Living a long time, being healthy and having a good quality of life does not mean doing the 135 pound overhead walking lunge with GHDs because that's not what I'm doing today. There's right. no way I'm doing that. But that doesn't mean like I'm getting lesser of a workout. That's another thing I hear all the time. It's like, like, oh man, that was a good workout. Like, nice job. Like, you crushed it. Like, you were a minute faster than me. Oh, but you did more weight. That doesn't matter. Right. It's I all relative that. speaking, right? Yeah. Like, you could, no matter what, like, you go anywhere, and if you go on a hike with a hunter, they're going to crush you. Like, no matter, <laughs> but, but you might live more. So it's all, perspective right and I think if we can get away from thinking that we're all on this one goal moving towards rx and you start thinking like no if like if I don't really care about that like really deep down right if I let if I put ego aside and go what do I actually care about yeah I don't really care about that so much I don't care about the leaderboard so much I think you change your perspective I think you increase one your quality of time here like you enjoy it a lot more yeah. and then two you get better results which then makes you have a better time which means you get better results yeah, it's and it's all like this cyclical. awesome circle versus like the 
the not so healthy circle of like, oh, I didn't do so good. And then you miss a day because you're depressed about it. And so I think we should all try to reevaluate what our goals actually are and then stick to that side. But I think there's more to CrossFit than just physical. And we kind of touched on in the beginning. So I want you to kind of switch gears and let's talk about the adaptation that's happening between the ears versus just what's happening in the body. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, it started off real basic. My, you know, I called it my inner demons for a long time. There are always those voices in your head that say, well, yeah, but he went heavier than you or she went faster. Uh, and that's hard to get away from. And, and like I said, in the beginning, sometimes that can play to your advantage. You're going to push yourself hard. Right. But what, changed for me were some of those milestones where I wasn't at the top of the leaderboard. I wasn't even in the middle of the leaderboard. Mm -hmm. I was at the bottom, but I felt so good. I felt so good about it. And I'd go home and I was like, look at what I did. Look at what I've learned. I became one of those people who were like, you know, first rule of CrossFit, never shut up about CrossFit. That was me because so much had changed in my mind. I had spent, now when I came to CrossFit, I was 32. I had spent literally the better part of three decades telling myself I wasn't good enough. I didn't deserve to be with my husband or in the house I was living at or with the job I had. Those weren't things I deserved. I hadn't earned them. And that was through years of being told that in one way or another, you know, whether from my upbringing or media or just society in general. That's where my brain was. So to be able to walk through and all of a sudden I did feel good enough and it made me want to come back. And I started to feel like I could take on those demons. And the interesting part for me was when I started to feel more armed, when I started to feel like I could take on the world, I could take on the demons. They weren't there anymore. Like I, they weren't creeping up. I didn't have anybody to fight, which was kind of great because then I had all this extra energy to put in toward my workout and don't get it wrong. They still pop up every once in a while. There's still one or two times where I'll go, Oh, I didn't do that. But now that inner voice that I control says, no, 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 put that back. Don't listen to that evil voice. Don't listen to that inner demon. Don't listen to that voice that's telling you you didn't do well enough, that you didn't perform at your best. You know that you did. And there's really no point in telling yourself that you didn't. The change was knowing that I was putting in my full effort and that I really couldn't ask for anything more for myself. And that no matter how hard it was today, I could make it harder or I could choose not to show up. And for me, once I kind of got out of that fog, which is the best way I can describe it, once I got out of that depressive fog and I could kind of pinpoint and say, you know, that's the inner demon that I'm hearing and I can leave that aside. Once I stepped out of that fog, so much more fell into place. I started sleeping better at night, which everybody goes, well, yeah, sure. I mean, you were working out. Absolutely. That has something to do with it. But the fact that I wasn't tormented by nightmares every single night meant that I was sleeping, which meant that I woke up feeling more refreshed. The mental change where I knew that I could tackle the day and it wasn't going to be one little thing that set me off meant that I was performing at work easier, right? Because I was already somebody who was a perfectionist. So I knew I was doing my job well, but I'd come home at the end of the day and it was always one of those, geez, that was rough. I need a beer. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a thing anymore. And slowly those self-medicating habits 
were dissipating. By the time I started, I had my kids, I had put my partying days aside, but I was still probably drinking more than I was comfortable with. I still wasn't happy about it. But when I made that switch and when, when my mental attitude started to change, when I started to feel good about myself and when I started to feel happy with my day to day, everything changed. The way that I talked to my kids changed. I didn't feel like I needed that beer after work anymore. I could say that was a heck of a day and let me tell you the story. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't something that needed medication and it wasn't me having such a short fuse that I felt like I was yelling at my kids all the time. It was really me being able to harness my mental power, which I had already honed as being like a pretty strong weapon because because I had already figured out how to be the best at whatever I was doing. I just wasn't doing it in a very healthy way. So here was an outlet where I could be healthy at challenging myself, which was something that I missed. Mm. And once I stepped out of being in that fog, it, there wasn't anything that was going to stop me. And, and that's huge. When I talk to people who say, you know, I just can't get out of bed before noon and the whole day sucks and just one little thing after another. And I say, okay, we'll break down the one little things after another. If you can break them down, maybe they're not quite so bad. But if, if you have an outlet, if I'm the person that you get to come to and we're riding the stationary bike and we're dying on the air dying and you want to tell me about your day, then, then that's a great place to out outsource that for, I guess, lack of a better word. It's also a great place to put your head down, ignore the world and just sit on the airdyne. So wherever it is that you need to get, I guess, out of your head, it's a great place to do it because that's where I had spent so much time. And, and if you can avoid that, especially somebody who's dealing with anxiety or depression or OCD or ADHD or any mm. of those sort of mental disorders that we find more and more prevalent in society because of what we do to ourselves and what we yeah. put into our bodies, um, then you're going to have a leg up. You know, there's, I think you talk about sort of that end goal, maybe that misconception that we all walk through the door trying to hit those RX numbers. Goals change, ebb and flow, like you said. And and you may find that when your goal isn't to be Matt, Matt Frazier, certainly right through the door, right? So when I walked through the door, my goal was to not hate myself, my goal was to not cry when I went to sleep. My goal was to sleep more than two hours a night. My goal was to have a more balanced life where I didn't pick fights with my husband, where I didn't have a short fuse with my kids, where I could live my life and actually say, I'm happy today. I woke up today. I got another day on this earth and man, I'm thankful for it. Those were my goals. And when they surprisingly were being met, faster than I thought they ever would be, that allowed me to open up for new goals. When I was able to say, today's a really freaking good day and I feel good about what happened today, even if it maybe wasn't the best day, mm -hmm. that I didn't have all these other things to worry about and I could step up to that bar and work for a new PR. Then some of my goals started to change. You know, Then I started to think about, you know, if this has made such a difference in my life, maybe I can start to use this to help other people because it was such a drastic change for me and it happened so quickly. I've been into CrossFit now for under three years, just about three years. And it's, it, it feels like I'm shortchanging CrossFit to say that it changed my life, mm -hmm. but it really did. It, I, I can't say enough 
how much it's changed everyone in my family's life because of the extension of where it has put me mentally. Yeah. And I think it's important that you're talking about this because I know that there's a lot of people listening right now that can relate to everything you just said. And I know I certainly can. And I think something that CrossFit has given me and something that I didn't realize I was doing in my life and that it's once I identified it with CrossFit, I started chasing it more is that sick feeling in your stomach when you're about to do something really uncomfortable yeah. and mental strength, being able to deal with hard situations, challenging yourself is a skill. It's not like you don't, you're not born a hero. You're not born with all this courage. It might be easier with circumstances. Like not, I don't think everyone is born into the same equal playing field. I feel like some people have to go through a lot more than others, but you are who you are right now. You've done what you've done right now. And the thing you can change right now is how you attack the day. And I think what CrossFit gives you the opportunity to do, it gives you like this platform to go for it. I still like, I'm almost six years into CrossFit and I still get sick to my stomach thinking about workouts right before the workout. And then obviously right after. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I found that that same feeling I get right before today's workout that I know I'm going to get, like I get every single time. It's an indicator that you're about to do something right. You're about to do something you should be doing. Every time something, every time I have like a cool story to tell, or anytime I hear someone else's cool story, that feelings probably was in there somewhere. Absolutely. Whether it's you're about to get married and you're at the altar and that, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this happening, or when you, like, I, what I, I can imagine is when you have your first child. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what that feels like. Um, like They're gonna all send me stuff. home with this. I know, right? <laughs> all these like, oh shit, feelings. Yeah that's what life's about. And I feel like we can choose to avoid those things and hide or we can attack them head on. And it's, it's not going to, it's just because you're fitter doesn't mean workouts aren't uncomfortable or you're not still nervous. Right. Um, it doesn't really matter if you're Matt Frazier or if it's your first day of CrossFit, you're going to get nervous and you're going to feel that thing. And I feel like you should, and you should be seeking those things inside the gym and outside the gym in every aspect of your life. But to kind of wrap this up, this has been awesome, but what is one thing, let's talk to the people already here. Like they're about to do the class today. Whenever they're listening to this, they're about to go to the gym, they're in their car. What's like one tangible thing that they can do different in today's class, mindset wise, that can maybe change their approach in CrossFit, change their quality of working out? Like what's one or two things that you think is tangible that they can kind of go I'd into right now? I'd say the two biggest and the most tangible, right? when you walk through the door are let go of the idea that you know what's going on. That's what you're paying your coach for. Believe him or her when they say, nope, I think you can put another five pounds on that bar. Just do it. Okay. It's you've already spent a lifetime telling yourself you can't give somebody else the shot. Just believe them. The other half of that is twofold because once you believe them, it's a little bit easier to not use negative language. Make yourself a promise. When I walk through this door, I am not allowed to tell myself that rep looked like shit. I don't feel good. I didn't do well enough. I'm not going fast enough. You're not allowed to use any negative words in your head at all. Once you stop doing that, it starts to become repetitive and you don't use those words. You don't use that language. You start to trust your coaches and it makes the whole change a whole lot easier. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks and for this having me. This is awesome. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you at the show. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks.